Hello, hello, and welcome to Around the Ring in Seven Days. My name is Tom McManus, and you're joining us here for episode three. I'm here with our producer, Harry Hardy. Harry, how are you today? I'm okay, Tom. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast today. Good, good. What are your deepest, darkest thoughts about me, Harry? Oh, Tom, if uh, you must know, um, if you are asking this, uh, I've always disliked you very much, Tom, in the worst possible way. Uh, I've never really had any sort of affection towards you. Uh, you were very messy when I lived with you a few years ago, and you did the most disgusting farts. Yes, yes, I agree, Harry. I think I am probably the worst person there has ever been. But today we've got lots to talk about. We're talking about the final deletion. Uh, we are talking about Ronda Rousey and obviously Daniel Bryan has been cleared to wrestle. So join us after these advertisements and we will get cracking. Hello, hello. This is Tom McManus on Around the Ring in Seven Days. Wow. <laughs> wow. You like that? Uh, you know, this is what I get for the road I use to get to media. Don't be late again. I, it wasn't an intentional late. I, Mancunian Way was closed all the way down. <laughs> I, can't, I can't have got there any quicker than I did. Um, but yeah, so I was late today, so I've been punished. Ah, and wow. Wow, Harry, Harry, Harry said some, some pretty pretty harsh home truths there. Mm. All, all completely <laughs> true as well. I was a nightmare to live with. I don't know how anyone ever did it. I don't know how anyone ever managed it. But let's get back to the very serious wrestling podcast <laughs> around the ring in seven days. And uh, I'm always joined by uh, someone who I thought was a lot more mature <laughs> than he is. Mr. Paul Vicario, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm, I'm good, Tom. I'm, I'm good. very good today. You know, you've, you've had a nice little warm-up You don't session. know me at all, do you? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone so differently. Uh, well, there is, as a, as um, I was saying before, there is a lot to talk about this week. Um, pretty much everything that could have happened in wrestling <laughs> happened this week. Keeps us in a job. It, keep, it, it keeps us in a job for this week, but I don't know about next week when nothing will happen, yeah. because what more can possibly happen? You say that now. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> You're completely right. Let's talk about um, something that got released yesterday. Uh, the online video of, obviously, Ronda Rousey was not on Raw this week. Um, not televised on Raw. Mm. She did perform in a dark segment. Um, I believe it was at the end of Raw. Uh, and then it was released online last yeah. night. Mm. Um not not to many rounds of applause, I don't think. I'd I'd heard about this segment from reports of people who were at Raw. And it was it seemed when from their reports it was very obvious why this wasn't on Raw. You've seen it, what do you I've think? I've seen it, yeah. It was very wooden. Mm. Uh I think yeah, obviously it was just it was to build Ronda, mm. but I thought that uh, the I don't know. I think it the was the choice of Dana Brooke being the person I to know, come out was, was very odd because Dana's Dana's just doing nothing <clears throat> right now. It doesn't 
and she, and she's not the character that she came out and did was the old Dana Brooke, not the Dana Brooke that we have now. Because she does that gimmick where she's all about... Well, she's a manager now, isn't she? She does that gimmick where she's all about the statistics for Titus yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. And she was doing that where she was saying the things like, by my calculations, which is apparently a catchphrase now. She she was doing all that. But then doing the Dana Brooke character that debuted about a year ago at the same time. And that made, that made no sense to me for a start. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I didn't enjoy the segment. I think. Uh, I think. I, I'm wondering how Dana Brooke felt about being in the ring with Ronda Rousey. Good for it's good for Dana Brooke, but in terms of the trust element of wrestling and that well, you know, if there was a trust element, I don't think it's there anymore mm. because. I, I don't even know what it was that she she hit on Dana, but she just launched her across the ring. It was kind of like a. Uh, it was like a pump handle suplex. Uh, yeah. Sort of. Um, it's not a T-bone suplex, is it? I don't know. It looked like she went for a pump handle. The leg was fed up, obviously. Yeah. And and that, you know, that, I mean, that wasn't really Ronda's fault. No. That leg. Looked like it was, you know, she really telegraphed that Dana. Um, yeah, Dana, Dana's not someone you'd you'd think that you'd put someone who, I don't want to say Ronda's green, but she is. Yeah, in a way, she must be. Um, and then there was that punch segment where Dana went to go hit the punch. That was really that was, wooden. That was horrible. Really <laughs> that wooden. It was, that like... was past the point of wooden. That was that was awful. It was it was awkward. It was awkward, and I think that it made R- Ronda look not like that natural the, sort of aggressive. That's that's what I beast that she ca- she was. That's in my issue with MMA with and, this. I don't see whenever Ronda's on the TV now, or whenever Ronda does a segment. The issue I have with Ronda now is I don't see Ronda as the baddest woman on the planet when she does these segments. Yeah. What I see is Ronda Rousey, the WWE fan. And yeah, you said that. I, I, I've mentioned that to you already, and you kind of disagree, but mm, I think yeah. I, I, it wouldn't be so bad or it wouldn't be an issue if it was like a fan where you're, where you're like, Everyone's behind the stream, and and the crowd is be- still behind her. the The crowd is still behind her. Um, but for me, you're sort of getting to that point now where you're less of. Um. I'm I'm trying to think of a really a good example of who 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 you could use. Um, it's less of when you're seeing that sort of someone who really deserves this or a fan that's getting to live out their dreams for the right reasons. She now comes across to me as one of those fans who's on a fifth tour of the NXT Performance Centre that she's paid for. And that's that's what it's coming to me. I see I don't as me. I don't see it as that. I see it as how Ronda doesn't really know what gets the crowd going. Mm. She's got that infectious smile. Yeah. And I think that she's playing on that because her tools are limited 
in in regards to like promos and stuff as we as we've seen. So like that. They know she's weak on the mic, though. They that, didn't let her speak at all for that segment, even for something that was just going out on YouTube. Yeah, they didn't let her speak, but and I think the reason why she doesn't look like that, the baddest woman on the planet, is because they're giving her these segments where she's talking about how she's kind of like, this is a dream come true, I'm happy to be here, sort of thing. Mm. And I think that that takes away the what she could actually be. She should be, be she should be booked as someone. She should be booked as a beast, but the stuff that we're seeing at the minute isn't coming across like that. Yeah, I, I think at this point, get the mania match out of the way, and give her Heyman. That's that's something I think they have to do now. I think she's. I think, I said that, I think they've. Said that I think you one. you mentioned it on the first one, yeah. And I I wasn't I wasn't sold on the Heyman idea. I've not been sold on the Heyman idea for Ronda, um, but yeah, she needs someone. She really, mm. really needs someone. And my God, I hope she can wrestle. At the moment, that's that's my sort of feelings on Ronda. It, it could get better. It's really early days. Oh yeah. But right now. If they're going to put her on TV... Because they've got to start putting her on TV after Mania if she's staying. Yeah. Um, And they're paying her a lot of money to stay. Are they? They're paying her a lot of money. Mm. Um, So she needs Heyman, I think. I think that's the only way to go forward. Um, But we'll have to see after Mania. Let's move on to uh, the conclusion of the Roman Reigns steroid sting, uh, as we mentioned on Facebook. Absolutely nothing here whatsoever. Mm. Um, it's already been covered quite a bit by the Wrestling Observer and other various news sources, so I won't go too far into it because otherwise we'll just spend time on a segment that doesn't need any time spending on it. But to keep you up to date, video was released as promised by uh, John Bravo, who was part of the steroid sting. Uh, didn't deliver anything that he said he had in terms of the text messages, emails, uh, connecting Reigns to the scandal. Uh, He cited it because the Department uh, of Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, has uh, basically still got all the laptops and phones, so he's not going to be getting them back anytime soon. So without any of the evidence, uh, no formal charges being presented against Reigns, which they're not going to anyway, uh, this isn't going to go ahead. So Rock and Roman, 100% happening. Kind of knew it the other week when Mm. Roman was on Raw after the suspension, before the story broke properly. Uh, But yeah, that's pretty much all there is to say on that. I think it is worth saying that about... I mean, I'm not a big Roman Reigns fan. I think he's got a lot of talent. Mm. That's. I just think that I'm bored of Roman Reigns' sort of character and whether that's down to creative and whatnot, but I think that the last three weeks, Roman has been on fire. Have you I've seen been, his promos? I've enjoyed have been, the segments. I've, they have been brilliant. Like, I've been really invested the, in what he's saying. The issue with Roman has never been... That that's that's the point. Um, the issue with Roman has never been his ability. No, no. no, no well, ring work aside, um, on the mic, mm. 
It's never been his ability on the mic. It's been what's been written for him. It's been what he's saying. I just, I've never believed him before. Yeah. And now when, I mean, it's just, this is what happens when you have a good writer. This is what happens when Heyman writes promos. Mm -hmm. Um, Or when you have, you know, when you have someone who focuses on the writing of what someone's saying and makes it believable for a person. I think you've got to give credit to Roman Reigns, though, because I think that he's had to, you know, if these have been written for him, he's had to make it sound believable. He's got he's the one who's got to put the tone into it. He's got to put the, you know, all the oomph into the promo. So, and that's what people, that's what fans see at the end of the day. It's the output. You know, not the input that Paul I, Heyman or whoever's writing the promos. So, I mean, we know that Paul Heyman can write good yeah. promos. So, and it's just, it's a shame that all this, <laughs> I sound like, woe is me. Oh, yeah. it's such a shame for Roman Reigns. But like, sod's law that fans who don't really like him are beginning to get more invested in him these last few weeks. And it's a freaking drug scandal. Well, I mean, he he's the guy that's bought the stuff because he probably has bought it. Um, yeah, and there's 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 nothing to to really deny that. Like, no, I know, I'm not defending the whole, that. So, yeah, I, I mean, with yeah, it it's unfortunate, but he's he's got no one to in that department. He's got no one to blame but himself. No, I mean, um, it's sod's law for the fans that, yeah. that have started to kind of oh god, this is actually really. Good segment for Roman Reigns. Mm. Oh wait, now he's uh, he might not be a mania, you know. Like, well, for the sod's law element, I don't think it's going to be much of a problem because yeah, the, he's definitely he's a hundred percent going to be a mania yeah. now. Um, I'm just trying. There's there's literally nothing else to say on this, so let's mm. move on uh, to something that there is stuff to say on. Uh, I'm sure most people will be aware that I believe it was on Tuesday night. Uh, no, Monday Monday night, it was announced on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, British re- British wrestling company Five Star Wrestling is going into liquidation. Thoughts on this, Paul? Uh, I, it's, I think it's quite bad for the workers. It's sad for the workers that they're losing oh, yeah. out on the pay packet. Gutted. Absolutely but, gutted for the, and the lads. There's been so much negativity towards Five Star. Like, I, I've not... You know, I don't know what happens behind the scenes there. You know, I've heard about how much the pain Rey Mysterio, yeah. which we have, you know, talked about and mm. all... You know, but the fact that it was back on TV and there was this... The intention of a weekly programme, you can you can slag off the fact that they were, they'd cancelled the MEN a while ago because mm. they couldn't fill, they couldn't sell the tickets. And then they go back to the MEN. Well, why would you do that? And there's a lot, there's criticism, but... It was because it's, it's they like, it was because they never actually cancelled. They just postponed. Mm. Um, the, the thing with Five Star, yes, there's... There was a group of people that didn't want to see it succeed, and I think those people had good intentions with their criticisms of it. Mm. And... I, I don't think the criticisms were unfounded, but at the same time, I don't think 
it was the right thing to do when we have someone with the thing I have with it is the if we've got someone like Daniel Hinkles, the owner of Five Star, who is clearly a complete fool, but has the money to do something with British wrestling. Because if there's no money base for British wrestling, British wrestling isn't gonna proceed any further than it is. And we can stop at the stop at this moment that we've got now where it's pretty good, or we could get these people to invest in British wrestling and we could take British wrestling to a point where it'll never be mainstream again. Wrestling will never, ever be mainstream again, but it could be bigger than it is and it could be more inclusive than it is. And I just think there was a select group of people that didn't want to see it succeed and... I think there's a, there's a select group of people whenever anything gets big... Mm that they don't want to see it succeed. And World of Sport was an example of that as well, because I think that had its critics. I quite, I quite liked World of Sport. Again, I thought there were some critics that were quite justified of it. The production of it, you know, and the, the, it was ITV. I was Nothing. half expecting Philip Schofield to come on and say, <laughs> and the next match is going to be in The Cube. Well, he oh, was uh, in it. To, like... uh, to be fair, Philip Schofield did a lot of segments with them on good... I'll be honest, World of Sport had... Serious failings, but none of them were unrepairable. Everything that went wrong, the good, the segments on Good Morning in the run up mm. to were, the World of Sport pilot were by far the worst wrestling TV segments I have ever, ever seen, ever will seen. Name me any bra and panties match on WWE. Name me the Bailey This Is Your Life segment. The World of Sport ITV segments on Good Morning or This Morning or whatever it's called were by far the worst wrestling segments I've ever seen in my life. Not not a disrespect to the guys that were on it, but they were bad. They were just they were put in situations that they should never have been put in, and it just made them look absolutely mm. ridiculous. I think it was there was one where Viper put Rylan Clark in a headlock. Right. And clearly it hadn't been practiced before and Rylan Clark didn't know what he was getting into. Okay. And it looked like she'd actually nearly killed him because she probably had because he wasn't ready for it. And then there was the segment, they were all stood around by a Christmas tree. I think it was Shaw Samuels and Nell Leguero. And they just, they, they started off having a bit of a conversation and they were sort of like, ooh, look at look at these guys, you can see them at this time. And then they just started having a fight mm-hmm. and nothing was, it, it didn't look believable at all. It didn't look like, at no point did, would you watch that segment and go, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this show. Or at no point would that change someone's mind where someone sat, you know, in the vest with a bowl of cereal going, yeah, that, that wrestling. So you don't think that's that, that, that's that wrestling, that that looks pretty cool. It it just it did it did nothing for anyone. Well the viewers that were pulled in for that were pretty decent. They were for that time of day. They on were a okay Eve. for where it was for yeah. where it was positioned. So like you it can't wasn't say that- it wasn't viewed as successful as the successful ratings that they wanted, but 
I remember hearing, I think it drew in 1.2 million for five o'clock on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I don't think for New Year's Eve is that bad. Yeah. But it wasn't what they wanted. But they all wanted them people more. that watched that weren't going to be out-and-out out wrestling fans. And and you would have seen people... Like, people will have tuned in because of these segments on this morning, regardless of how bad you might have thought that they were. But they're not, they're not tuning in to go... Hey, that looks pretty good. They're going in to say, "Hey, this will be this will be silly, won't it?" I think people have better things to do on New Year's Eve than to do that. I, it, at five o'clock, you you normally you're getting ready to go somewhere. Mm, mm. If you're not already out by five o'clock, you're getting ready to go somewhere. You're not properly watching TV at five o'clock on New Year's Eve. You might have just thrown it on and gone, had a, had a look through. You know, I I I look at those segments that they did for for this morning and. I just thought there's nothing. If I was not a wrestling fan, those segments would not draw me in in any way, shape, or form. Five star again. To to bring it back to five star, there again there was nothing to draw casual fans in. Mm. There was there was very very little out and out advertising, other than a few. Uh, their their internet campaigns were horrible. Absolutely terrible. I think their Twitter page had had something like they put two two posts out twenty minutes apart and just about managed to get twenty favourites. Um, yeah. That that that's not good for an arena tour, especially. I think their Twitter page only has two thousand followers as well. I might be wrong, um, but it's it's very low for what you would expect someone to do an arena tour. Uh, arena tour in itself there's so many good venues to do yeah. wrestling in now it's not like the case when like when HXC went bust a few years ago because they couldn't get the O2 in Manchester because Progress had a exclusive rights to all the O2 venues um, which isn't the case now because TNT are in the O2 mm. in Liverpool um, so there's there's no way that can be the case anymore um, it was just a case of it's understandable you've lost a decent venue uh, and you can't go any bigger. You, pro- you probably can't go any mm-hmm. bigger. With Five Star, you, there are so many, so many good venues. Bellevue's just opened again in Manchester. Smaller, mm. A smaller arena, but it has, and on top of that, Bellevue has so much wrestling history. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bellevue has massive wrestling history yeah. there. Bret Hart used to wrestle yeah. for Bellevue. Bret Hart writes about Bellevue in his book. Yeah. Um, and there's there's plenty of other decent places or good mm. smaller places that you could have gone. In, just in Manchester alone, I think the Velodrome would probably be an okay place mm. to do a show and you could probably have a better chance of selling it out. There's a lot of criticism on venue, wasn't there? Yeah. And production and stuff like that. I, I didn't but, hate the production. Mm, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. I, I didn't mean, think it was as bad as everyone said. The music, admittedly, could have been better. Yeah. Um, production in terms of actually keeping the show, I don't think. I don't know if they did a full show that didn't have some kind of technical hitch. Um, and that that's an issue. Um, what are your thoughts on the like the talent and that they were using? Because it seems that anyone, any promotion. That is trying to push wrestling, British wrestling mm. into the mainstream. 
well, I guess you not world of sport, I guess, but five star were very import based. Yes, they they need they felt like they needed to bring in what you had, whatever Jack Swagger's Mysteri- called. Uh, Jake Hager, Jake he calls Hagen. himself now. Um, Johnny Mundo. Right. So, uh, like, at what point do people do? If someone else now, if someone knew who was a wrestling fan who had the money to to take British wrestling to this next level, at what point do they say, you know what? Are they were are they the draw? Um, because how many people were turning up to five star? Not is it worth not paying enough to sell out the? Is it worth paying? There's these no, imports that there's much? no one person in wrestling that could sell out an arena mm. on their own. There's no one person at all. WWE struggle to do it with their roster, especially over here. They don't sell out live events anymore, anywhere, um, except maybe Madison Square Garden. But that's only because they go all out mm-hmm. for Madison Square Garden. Um, but that's beside the point. That's why things shouldn't be done in arena. For a sellout show, for somewhere like Bellevue, they probably could have done it with just Mysterio. Pro- and and decent British guys, people like Gibson, people like Haskins that they had on the show. Um, the roster they had, I, I, I don't understand why Rob Van Dam was brought in. Well, I kind of do because he doesn't wrestle anywhere anymore. And if you can afford it and you can get him, then yeah. If, if it was between, but at the same time, Mysterio's a bigger draw, wrestles a lot more, you'll get better matches out of him. I I don't understand why Swagger was brought in at all. Um I I really, really don't, because if you if you got if you can afford Swagger, you could probably afford Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes isn't tied to any exclusivity, I don't think. I think Ring of Honor would have been fine with him doing T V tapings in the UK. Because Ring of Honor has no UK it's not market, and I'm pretty sure and New Japan, they wouldn't have minded either. What I want, what I would have liked to have seen, and it's, you know, the the promotion, the top promotions, the top British promotions, you know, your progress, mm. whatever. There, you look at their card, mm. and it's like you want to go and see all of all of them. So, someone, if someone was had the money. Like uh, the guy, the yeah, owner yeah. of Five Star. Yeah. You don't you don't go so big that you have to do arenas. Go smaller, but imagine the cards that you could do with British talent. Oh, I would yeah. want to see oh, that I more. Don't, I I like, don't disagree. He could do it in a small arena. He wouldn't realistically in in an O2 style arena. He he doesn't need that. Ma- he doesn't need a Mysterio. He doesn't need. He could do it with. With plenty, he could do it with Gibson. Gibson could, uh, Gibson with the right match. Joe Hendry with the right match could mm. do it. A card with Zach Gibson, Joe Hendry. I don't know whether he, he obviously he won't be allowed to use the WWE UK guys. I imagine, um, but people like Rampage yeah. Brown, um, Kirby, Ker- Kirby could probably Kirby would be a good fit for that card. Uh, Adam Maxted, who they had. Mm. Um, He'd be a good fit for that card. Um, Adam Max said, "I think he's going to be a big deal in the next couple of years. I really mm. do." Um, so, so many people. They had Flash Morgan Webster on there. Um, 
you know, with with the the British roster that they had, they could have done it. The question about imports, I don't, I don't think you should disregard imports because they have a bad name. Imports have a bad name in the last couple of years. British fans don't want to see them as much as they did, mm. but they still they still do want to see them. There's still plenty of people that would buy a ticket to a show that Rey Mysterio's on. There's still plenty of people that would. There's, there's still plenty of casual fans that would draw people that would draw people in, and then you can turn mm. the casuals into long-term fans. And imports are the best way to do that, and it helps you keep a sustainable client base, especially if you're doing UK tours. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't like the argument that we should just completely disregard using imports on shows anymore. Because I'm not saying you disregard them. I but don't you think build... it, I don't think it's a knock on British talent to say that a show should have an import every now and again. You you would build a British wrestling show around British wrestlers. Five Star wasn't built around British wrestlers. It wasn't. No, you've, you're completely right. It wasn't. And then when they tried to start doing that, it was too late. Mm. And the only reason they tried to start doing that was because the Americans got tired of having to fly over mm. for one Thursday a night mm. and started taking bookings elsewhere and started going back on their deals. Yeah. Um, it's a, sh- it's a, a shame anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think... It, it's a shame we, for the lads that have lost out. We can it's sit here and put for, the world to rights. You know, but... What what's it gonna change? Five five star should go now. Five star should just not come back. Simple as. I don't know if there's anyone that could take the reins and definitely do it. There probably is, um, but I don't know. But the next time someone with money comes into the wrestling world, we shouldn't just vilify them Mm. and we shouldn't just say oh well their shows are going to be naff we should just go he's a potential investor we should look at it like it a business transaction that it is there's too many people that look at this as as a niche club as a niche boys club Mm. there's way too many people in wrestling that look at it like this now that it's it's just this little little corner of the world that no one ever needs to get involved into. We're all mates, so we don't need to hold anyone to account and stuff like that. And it's it's just not... We're, we're an industry. Mm. It's what we've always been. And we'll never change. We've got to start looking at it like it's a business again. And the next time someone with money comes in, instead of just going, oh, well, well, we don't... You know, he he's an idiot. Just say, no, he's not an idiot. He's a potential investor, yeah. and I'm a good booker, so I should yeah, yeah. So I should try and get him to invest in my products. That's instead the of, key, instead, isn't it? Everyone thinks they're Vince. That's the issue. Every every single promoter thinks they're Vince now. Mm. And now I'm starting to run, and I'm going to start annoying people. But I, d- I don't care. Every single promoter in the country thinks they're Vince McMahon, and they're not. That's the big. That's the big thing. A, they're not. B, they'll n- no one will ever have. You could work for the rest of your life and you won't have as much money as Vince does now. <laughs> so there's no point trying to be like him at all. I, I, I just... He's 
Pent we don't, up here, we guys. Don't, we don't look at. He's pent up. I, I He's am even pent raising up. his hands. I am pent up and I am raising my hands because it just frustrates me that we don't look at this like it's a business anymore. Mm. And this is not what I wanted the podcast to be. And I'm breaking my New Year's resolution of looking at wrestling like it's a positive. So let's move on and start. Oh, I've just realised we're talking about the ultimate deletion next. No, we're moving on and we're talking about Daniel Bryan because we'll save the ultimate deletion because otherwise I'll just be negative again. Oh, my. Oh, really? I will be. I am excited to talk about this. Oh, you know what? Go on then. No, no, no. No, Let's go, Daniel Bryan. I hated it. You hated it? I hated the ultimate deletion. I don't think there has ever been any anything like the deletion uh in life no in there that, hasn't in that but there's a good reason there hasn't <laughs> because it's terrible but it's it is both right it is both the best worst thing i think i've ever seen and it is also the worst best thing i have ever seen and my body and brain doesn't know whether I like it or not. I it's... I really wanted to look at it like that. And I, I sort of did for the first one. For the first one back in TNA. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's not my I... favourite deletion. And I never thought I'd ever say that I'd have a favourite deletion. No. <laughs> I I really thought I would... I, I, I just... I really tried... I really, mm. really tried to like it. You, you, you talked but about suspension of disbelief last this last was, episode. Yeah, and that, um... <laughs> I am fine with. I understand that some people the suspension of disbelief is higher for them, and most wrestling fans come into the demographic of their suspension of disbelief is higher because otherwise we would never have had the Undertaker. We would never have had Kane. Wyatt wouldn't have had the career that he's had so far if most wrestling fans didn't have the highest suspension of disbelief than most people. Mm. But there gets to a point where it just becomes too ridiculous. And this, this whole thing has, for me, been too ridiculous. It's not even, it's not even the fact that it's not even the fact that I struggle to believe it because I, I I just try and watch it. I now now when I try and watch them, I try and watch them from the standpoint everybody else likes this. Why? So I I yeah, should try yeah. to because yeah. it's not going to go away because everybody else. You shouldn't likes have it as it. that attitude. You should still have your own opinion. Yeah, but... I, I I try I I I do, but the, the issue is when I when I find whenever I have opinions about these sort of things. Everyone just gets really annoyed at me because of having them. So I, because I, 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 I used to whinge and complain so much about New Japan because I didn't like New Japan. I didn't like the the flippy dippy styles. I didn't like when there's obvious cooperation in the moves. I, I really, really, really hated all that sort of stuff, and I was really open about hating it and hated the Bullet Club and all that sort of, and and didn't think Omega or Carter was that good and stuff uh, like that. But okay. I, I went into. I went into January with the intention because I knew Wrestle Kingdom was coming up and I knew everyone was going to be talking about it. So I went into January with the intention of going, let's just look at this for all of the positives. Okay. Just disregard the negatives and see what happens. And I watched Wrestle Kingdom and I enjoyed it when I did it. Thank God for that. 
Um, <laughs> but I have a feeling that I've uh, I've relapsed after this week <laughs> <laughs> with the the ultimate deletion. I I it's so unusual. Like I said, I just don't. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because it was stupid. It was stupid. You know when you talked about Vince Mc... This is yeah, a, yeah. like Vince McMahon's jokes, yeah. in-jokes. Yeah, stuff. yeah. This is right up Vince's street. No. No? No, this isn't. Vince's humour is so baseless. What was it Vince once said that is he thought the funniest thing anyone could ever do is when you go up behind someone... Is when someone gets pushed into a swimming pool. That's in Vince's mind. Someone asked Vince what his favourite joke was and he says... Pushing someone into a swimming pool. That's his fate. That's what he finds funny. That this he he doesn't understand. I I I would be very surprised if he's fully behind this. I, I want to see another one. I want to see another deletion. The, my favorite. There was lots of fun parts to it. Mower of lawns. Chair of wheels. Surely that made you laugh in in some no. aspect. No, so you're really laughing about didn't. it now. <laughs> because I'm looking back and I'm going like, everyone thought this bit was so funny and but I just didn't. I was like, he's obviously going to get on the lawnmower because what's he going to do with a, <laughs> a, a wicker wheelchair to but, someone? But that's why it's funny because it's that ridiculous. It was just... It's, like, it's funny because it's almost not funny. I... The issues, are, the main issue I had with it is, I just thought it was so badly directed, to well, the point not... of I, I know I know it's not supposed to be good. I yes. know it's not supposed yeah. to be amazing. I I get that, but the first one was kind of like they <clears> were improving and they just thought. For me, the funniest one, the out of all the deletion things, the funniest bit was I think was it when Hardy was firing the fireworks at Jeff. Uh. And is that where the dilapidated boat line comes from? Jeff starts running down to the boat, uh, or Skarsgård or whatever it's called, yeah. and he just shouts, it's a dilapidated boat. <laughs> that was really funny, because that was just something he's done off the fly. Yeah. This was so... This was like, it was sort of like, it was rehearsed to be yeah, badly funny. There was there was bits in it, and I'm sure they've done this on purpose. There's a, there's a real horrible, horrible continuity error. And I know because they don't pre-record a lot of stuff, they probably don't have a folk, a continuity guy what for when it, they then? go. It was it was the mower of lawns chairs bit. So when he knocks Bray down, yeah. Bray falls down so that his feet are facing towards oh, the garage door. God. And then it cut to him on the on the lawnmower <laughs> and he'd rotated 180 degrees so his feet were facing the lawnmower. And I was just sort of like, it was so obvious. God. It was like, you know when you have those TV shows where Robert Wedd sits there and goes through all the continuity errors on TV shows? Yes, Tom. You wouldn't need to do that. You you wouldn't have to do that because it was so obvious. I know, yeah. But... I know, I, but but it's like, that's not funny. That, that wasn't funny. That was just sort of like, well, that's a bit of a mistake. And have you never seen that in a wrestling room before? You must have seen on WWE. Yeah, but it's sort of like when when they're just positioning themselves. This was this was a complete cutaway. But you didn't and see he's, Bray he's Wyatt obviously go got up uh, in between. shimmy into <laughs> he's got No, you didn't see him. But that's. I'm, I'm it's sh- fine when it's I- live and stuff like that, and when it's happening, like because you can't you can't do another a take in a wrestling match. 
So sometimes mm. stuff like that has to happen. And so long as the guy is selling while they're doing it, then it's absolutely fine. But the, and and the, there's a there's an element of the suspension of disbelief. Mm. It's absolutely fine. But when when it's clearly a camera cut and Bray's got up and then just got in the wrong position when he's got back down. Tom, you this there are so many other things that you could have talked about that were wrong with it. A oh, I, I've got, I've got, I've, I've, of... I've got, I've got plenty of other things, but this for me was like one of the really big moments that I hated about it. And it was just, it was just. Like, how, the, I just the, don't understand how you can hate it when it's like you feel so strongly about it, but it's quite obviously quite. It's meant to be bad. Like I, draw comparisons with the House of Horrors match. But I hated the House of Horrors match well, hate, as well. The House of Horrors match was. Trying to be legitimate. I I know, but it's still. <sighs> it was. I don't, I don't to know be, what it is. Yeah, I just don't. I like can understand. Them. It's 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 not for everyone. I think you've just got to take it. This thing is in our lives now. Oh yeah, it, that's that's my thing. I just have to accept that. There's nothing I can do about it. I've, <laughs> I've said this to people that I've. There's nothing. You I, can do I've about been running. I've been ranting about this match <laughs> for almost a week now and everyone's just sort of done the same shut up my favourite grumpy old fart yeah my favourite part of the ultimate deletion was do you know when the fireworks went yeah. off spoilers it for anyone who hasn't seen it um, Bray Wyatt's reaction was what is this yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fireworks <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember that as well, yeah. I mean, when I was watching it, I, I did... I like Bray Wyatt's character, and I think that he isn't used well mm. for what he can do. I didn't think they trusted him with the belt. Uh, but going back to the ultimate deletion, he I he came off bad in this. I think that he looked... I think he was out of his depth, and he had no idea what yeah, he was he, doing. Yeah, he was, and I think if you think of Cause the there fact was... that it's... All of it's stupid. It doesn't make mm. Matt Hardy look stupid because Matt Hardy's character is meant to be this kind yeah. of ridiculous, outrageous character. But Bray's always been grounded in reality. <laughs> he, uh, he hasn't not, in, not in that way. <laughs> Sorry, I just really... That was worse he's than not. the biggest Hogan line yeah. <laughs> there. Great, Bray's always been... Bray's he's always not. been... He's always been a serious character. He's been a serious... Yeah, say. he's been yeah. trying to be serious. So, so this makes Bray... The, Bray didn't come off as serious in this. It was mm. impossible no. for him to come off as serious. I think in this. I think the sort of and like, it waters, da- waters down his character a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, I think when he threw Hardy into the garage door and shouted, "Let's see what's behind door number one," it was sort of like <laughs> Bray Wyatt would never, ever, ever say that line. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and there was, it was lots just sort of, of like, there was lots of things that were wrong. You talk about continuity error where. Bray Wyatt's looking at his house that, yeah. or whatever, and then Matt Hardy comes that, up behind yeah, so him, even though he's the, in front the, of him. The, the, house bit, the house bit really annoyed me as well because I'm sort of like, <laughs> it's obviously not the shack that he was having no. the flashback to because I'm pretty sure we would have been told by now that Bray Wyatt lives on Matt Hardy's land. <laughs> Why oh, would we, we know not that. know this? Because Matt Hardy was like, this looked familiar to you. I've built this kind of like, but like, and you would have thought mm. Bray Wyatt would have 
gone like, oh my God, where am I? Sort of thing. But he was laughing. And, but I'm not quite sure why he was laughing. I don't think he was quite sure yeah, why yeah. he was laughing. And I, 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 I think that WWE, I think they're done with Bray Wyatt. Oh, this There's, has got to be. If they've done, I, I hate to get invested in this sort of match, but if they've thrown him in the lake of reincarnation, even that line, just even <laughs> just saying that, really annoys me. But if they if they've done that whole sort of thrown him in the the, the gimmick changing pool that Matt Hardy seems to have. I don't think. Then, well, do you think they're going to repackage him? I think they've. I think they're definitely going to. I don't. I don't know whether they'll just bring him back, maybe as a face, or maybe they'll just put him in a Hardy stable, because Jeff's not coming back anytime soon. Mm. Uh, especially not with this DUI. Mm. Uh, so so Jeff's really not coming back anytime soon. So maybe maybe they'll do with Bray. Maybe 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 Bray will be like. A, Brother Caligula, or like whatever it was. I'm trying to think of what because Jeff was brother Nero. Yeah, and I I don't know why. What was the reasoning behind Nero. calling him Nero? It's his middle name, isn't it? Is it? I had no I had no idea. Maybe uh, maybe that was it then. I have a feeling. I have a feeling it is his middle name. Oh, you might you might mm. be right. Um, or like something like that. That he used to be referred to as that would make well. a lot more sense than just calling him after a random Roman emperor. Mm. Um, yeah, that would make a lot more sense, <laughs> and and that's what I think this gimmick needs a lot more sense. No, it no, doesn't it need it, more it, sense. it doesn't because people like it. I know it. I'm just doing it for me. Um, I, I keep I keep forgetting wrestling's not just for me. Nah. Um, but I tell you what was just for me. Let's talk about Daniel Bryan. Oh. <sighs> To go from from Monday, it, it was great because for me, especially going from one of the worst things I've ever seen on Monday to, oh, <laughs> it was so so good, and it was done beautifully. Like the I I thought when when they announced it on Twitter, like a few hours before the show, I was a bit like, oh well, you've you've taken away the element of surprise, yeah. but. Smackdown was just tailored around him and yeah. it just I I'm invested in it. Oh it's not like a They've taken one of the weakest rivalries that they've had with this Kevin Owens and Shane thing. Because it's not been booked well. And it, it's okay mm. now because I can understand why they've done it the way they've done it, because they needed the safety element of in case Brian didn't get cleared. Mm. But they were obviously going from the get-go as soon as this rivalry started. It was from the get-go of Brian getting, uh, Brian getting cleared to have the match at Mania, and he looked strong. Oh, he looks. He's not missed a step. Uh, the drop kicks were well. Yeah. He was just going for it, wasn't he? But the, the drop, drop kicks, kicks people... were a bit scary because but... he kept flipping into the ropes with his head. No, no I, I. Th- I think he was making his drop kicks safer for him. I I, I safer, assumed because they were himself. different, so I assumed that's what he was trying to do. But mm. every time he went to kick Owens, he he hit his head on the ropes. Uh, well, he's not wrestled for two years. I know, but like yeah, I still think I would believe them. Dro- I mean, there's better drop kicks in the corner, but I would believe them drop kicks. Yeah. So I'm excited, and I'm just trying to get up some. 
We put a post out, didn't we, about some dream booking? Yeah, for Daniel a lot, of, lot of people want to see The Miz. Uh, someone wants to see him turn heel, which I don't think is possible. I just don't, like, regardless of whether they wanted to do it or not, yeah, even no, if they were no. thinking of going down, I mean, they're not going to do that. They can't turn him heel. There's, but I, I just don't think it's possible. You need, a, you know, a, a heel turn against a strong baby face, which Shane isn't a strong baby face. So no, I was, I was overjoyed when Shane got beaten up the other week. Oh, when Shane, good. when Shane said it was a good beatdown and it was a Very good, good. sort, and it, and I, by the it's end been some of it, beatdowns recently. By the end of it, I felt sorry for him. Yeah, there has been some good beatdowns. Bludgeon Brothers. Mm. I mean, I feel like we could talk about that. I thought the Bludgeon Brothers went a little bit long. I thought they were, but I thought I thought it was I thought it was a good beatdown. I now care about the Bludgeon Brothers um, because of yeah. that. I wasn't invested in them before, but anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, we've got off topic with, we with Danny Ryan. So, because the Shane thing, the issue with with Shane not Shane could be a strong baby face because people still want to cheer him. The issue is, is he he had no reason this whole this whole rivalry started because Kevin Owens was annoyed at him because Shane made himself the special guest referee in the SummerSlam match, and by Owens's opinion, Shane got the call wrong. Owens is right to be annoyed at him because what is Shane doing making himself a referee? Because the whole, the whole thing started was Kyoda got a count wrong in a match, didn't he? Mm, Mike Kyoda no, got Mike Kyoda got knocked in the Mike Kyoda got kicked in the head yeah. and did a fast count on a pinfall that wasn't a pinfall or missed a pinfall or something like that. Shane's response when Owens complained about that was, okay, what he should have done is said... Okay, well, John Cones in um, hmm. or Charles Robinson is is in Newark this week with Raw, but next week I'll call one of those guys over because they're two of our most experienced referees, and and we'll do the match again. Instead, Shane said, "I'm going to be the special guest referee because he doesn't like him, though." But he, but it wasn't because of that. He just did. He said it originally for the SummerSlam match because they they hadn't started feuding yet. He said it because he was like, well, there's only one person I can think of that can call this match down the middle. And that's <laughs> me. <laughs> no, you train people. You have you have professional employees in your company that right. can do this. Yeah. You don't need to make yourself the special guest referee Tom... because you're not the <laughs> best man for the job. All right, calm down. Tom is... is... You know, wrestling, Are you okay? wrestling is a passion. Are you okay? Wrestling is a passion. I'm absolutely fine. Have you had a bad week? <laughs> Tom, I've, Tom had a, is... I've had a very up and down week. It sort of went pretty low with the ultimate deletion and then <laughs> SmackDown sent it pretty high. Tom is, get, is calling out every special guest referee match by the sounds of it. I'm not calling out every single There's one. There's only one person it's who fine, can call this fairly. But when you're, doing it, when you're doing it with the intention of it being there's only one person that can call this fairly... It's a tease, a isn't it? Professionally trained referee it, is the person. I'm fine with it. Just Tom. say that's what it is for, though. So you could see a segment where Shane McMahon goes, "There's only one person who can call this match down the middle, and that's Mike Yoda." The crowd would go wild for that. They wouldn't go wild <laughs> for it, no. But it's still, but it's, it's, it's true. 
It's true. I'm fine with it. I'm just. I'm not saying. I'm not saying don't have special guest referee matches. The Daniel Bryan one where Shawn Michaels was the Hell in a Cell referee. That made a lot of sense because Triple H mm. had just screwed Daniel Bryan over. So Michaels was a good fit for referee for that. Um, Triple H and Undertaker, where Michaels again was the special guest mm. referee for that. That made a lot of sense because. Hunter wanted to break the streak so why not have your best friend your COO of the company why not have your best friend be the referee for that match whenever Vince was trying to screw Austin out of the title and he'd either make himself the special guest referee or do that if you're doing it for a legitimate reason do it don't tell me that Shane McMahon is the best choice for a special guest referee when he's obviously not When's the last special guest referee match that there's been that's had a, a reason for that referee to be the special guest ref? 2013, when Shawn Michaels did it for Daniel Bryan. And who was that against? Randy Orton. Randy Orton. For the yeah. world title. It was just after Orton had cashed in money in the bank at SummerSlam. Or, yeah, SummerSlam. And you think that that was... A good call. That was a good call to put Shawn Michaels in that. Yeah, I mm. thought that was a great call. And then, mm. and then again, I'm just, I'm just giving. These are examples of when I think it's good to do it. I don't think you can build a strong base, especially for a feud that's lasted what eight months now. Are we into it? It started in when was SummerSlam last year. SummerSlam was August, wasn't it? Usually around then. Yeah. Around August, July. Uh, July. Oh, August. No, it was August. Yeah, it was definitely August. Um, so August, September, October, November, December. Whilst you're counting months. January. <laughs> uh, some other people were saying about... He's still counting. Seven, Daniel months, Bryan, seven, seven, months seven months into this feud. I don't think that's a good base for the feud. But right, anyway, okay. I, I think we've said all we need to say on that. Other feuds. I think, yeah. Anyway. Other feuds, Daniel Bryan, Miz, but I think that's something that they're going to come to down the line. Yeah, I think they're definitely they've they've got to do it. Uh, yeah, I, I assumed Miz was going to SmackDown anyway, um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure this pretty much confirms it. He'll probably take. Uh, I t- I don't know how far Maurice off Maurice oh, yeah. is off to a due yeah. date, but I expect him after Mania to take some maternity time off. And then when he comes back, he'll come back to SmackDown. We've got someone saying interference in the Miz title match. Yeah, so I who's don't, that? Uh, Miz, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins. Yeah, I don't see them doing that no. at all. No, I don't uh, think that's going to happen. Uh, no, because I assume they'll take the title off Miz. So Miz. I'd like to see Cena, Cena, and Brian again. I'd watch that. I'd that was watch that was that. a great match. That was a great match. Was that a SummerSlam match? Yes, that was yeah. that was the SummerSlam match. Then Orton cashed in his Money in the Bank in two thousand and thirteen. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that I, I'd happily watch Cena. That yeah. um, I, I, I really want to see Brian Styles. I don't. I, I'm trying to think. Uh, I know. I know he's faced Balor before, and I know he's faced Roderick Strong before. I'm trying to think of people on the roster that he's already fought. He's probably fought most of them. Mm. I don't. He's definitely never fought Nakamura before because they were on different area. I think Brian was in Japan when Nakamura was still an MMA fighter. Right. Um, so I don't think he's ever crossed paths with Nakamura before. 
I, I'm, he must have wrestled Styles for Ring of Honor. He must have done. Because well, he was in at the same time as CM Punk, and Punk's wrestled Styles. When did... I don't know about Punk, that. Punk was just before Brian... Punk went to OVW just before Brian started having his sort of American Dragon style push, didn't he? And start, uh, to be fair, Styles might have been in TNA. So yeah, I think Brian and Styles, I don't... I, if, if they've done it before, I've not seen it and it's clearly hard mm. to find. Um, I'd love to see... Um, I tell you what, I'd really, really, really like to see... Brian versus Chomper. <laughs> I knew you were going to say re- that. That's mainly because I want to see everyone face Chomper yeah. and everyone just to beat Chomper up. But Brian versus Chomper, that's a feud I want. I, I People keep saying, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get to see Brian versus Gargano. But I, uh, I'd, like to see I, I, I'd like to see it. But I, what I think I'd like to see a lot more is Brian versus Chomper. How do you think this tag match is going to play out? That sound seems to me you... I, I, I can see you thinking that it's going to be a safe match. I don't know. I, I, it's got to be safe, but I don't know. Who's... Well, no, because Shane will do some stupid stuff. Uh huh. So Shane will take all the big stuff. Brian will take decent enough. Brian will, Brian will take more than he should probably because they can't play it too safe because the Ronda angle match has got to be safe Who's as well. Who's your ring general for this match? For this match? Um... I think Brian's got to be it because mm. I think they've got to go at Brian's pace. Okay. I think they've they've got to they've got to tailor this match around Brian. So Brian has to be the person in charge. So, another question for you It'll then. It'll probably end up being Zane because you- Zane Zane naturally tries to take that role. Lots of people say that about Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it should be tailored around Brian. And do you think that Daniel Bryan is more of a ring general than Triple H? Let's go back to episode one, Tom. Oh, are we calling me out on this as well? Mm. Mm. Okay. About how Triple H isn't. I just don't. A I, ring I just general. think Triple H doesn't have. He has the same match, more or less. Oh. Now, now he does. The oh, last Tom, couple of Triple stop. H's matches have just been the same match. They have. The Brian match was the last really, really, really good Triple H match. I that was the Triple last H... really, really good one. Well, the Ambrose one was quite good from Roadblock in 20... Mm. I know people don't like Ambrose, but I like Ambrose. So Triple, Triple H can still go as well as I think he can. he's been going for a while. I think he can. I d- I don't think there's been a a deference in his pace or anything. I just think Triple H now is not the Triple H that we used to have, and I just think the last couple of matches have been very samey. Mm. There was next to no difference between the Reigns and the Rowans match mm. between two WrestleManias, and well. It's it's it. He's good at what he does. Well, obviously, because yeah, obviously, he's he's great at what he does. He's the best at what he does for that style. But it's that hole's getting deeper. I know. I don't think I'm digging myself. We have our it. producer with I'm us here saying. today, Harry, and Harry's not the biggest wrestling fan, but 
we will make another t-shirt. Fine, make as many t-shirts as you want because you're not actually making them. You're just putting pictures oh, together. Oh, we discussed. You were late today. We could sell them if you want, Tom. We can't sell we will, them. We'll still we're cut you in. Them. We'll give you a share of it. You know, like it'll be mm-hmm. uh, 40, 40 me, Paul, and you have the remainder, 20. Mm. Is that how it works? Is that math? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, good, good math. Yeah, that's good maths. I think we're drawing to a close now. I think we're way over. We are drawing. We're drawing to a close. We've gone a little bit over. Um... But we'll 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 reconvene on on this Triple H issue next week. I think um, we'll form some cohesive arguments. It's been a it's been a little bit ranty. Uh, I I need yes, to I probably been. need to apologise for that. <laughs> um, that I've been a bit more ranty than I would have liked to have been. Mm. Um, but it's well, been, it's been, a, it's been a hec- it's been a hectic week, you know. You gave me you gave me an open that I wasn't prepared for. Yeah, we made a um, t-shirt. And some, we made a t-shirt of you with a quote. Yeah, you know, we're not letting things lie. It's been a hell of a week. The leggings as well. I've, oh, they've not they been posted. Were, but they've not been posted. I've shown a few people the yeah. leggings and and the they leggings are wonderful. Are, they are wow, atrociously yeah. bad, atrociously atrociously mm. bad. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think that's a good place mm. to leave it. Uh, as always, you can now like our Facebook page. Um, we have a handle as well. In seven days, do we have a Twitter handle? Yeah. Well, the hand there's a handle for Facebook. Oh, now. there's a handle for Facebook. I, re- I remember. Ring in seven. Is it? It's yeah. I made ring in seven. Ah, oh, but I think I've made one as well when I made the page. Around think, the ring in seven days, and I think that's at around the. I think oh, that's I think, just at around the ring in seven days, but you spell it as seven. Our yes. Facebook page. I've just definitely looked at this right now. Yes. Facebook.com/slash/ring in seven, and that's seven, the word seven, yes. not the number. Right. So you made that. Ring I thought seven. it automatically made that. So I I edited it because I thought it was ah, too that's long. That's fine. Yeah, I've made that because I I wasn't sure what it was going to be. I just thought we'd take it while we had it. Um, but that's fine. Uh, so whatever producer Harry just said there. Facebook.com slash ring in seven. Yes. Or alternatively, just put into the search bar around the ring in seven around days. Around seven days. Um, we'll, maybe, we'll maybe look at Twitter after Mania. Mm. Um, we'll maybe, we'll, it depends what we decide to do for a Mania-style show. Um, maybe we'll do something a little bit before that. Let's but, go live. Oh... <laughs> Let's go live. Oh, I I am actually off the day after Mania as well. We could so am we I. Could potentially, we could potentially do a live show. I think we do need to do a, a Mania special. So keep keep an eye out for that. Um, we'll we'll have a talk and we'll see what we get together. Um, to come up with for a Mania special. Um, as always, follow myself at, at Tom Mac Wrestle Pro and Paul at Guiding Light IQ. Okay, and then we shall see you next week then uh, around the ring in seven days. Latest.